You're now listening to Type 88 on Major Park Radio with Dave Noodles. Don't stop dreaming. Yeah, yeah. It's your boy Dave Noodles. It's a nice Wu-Tang Wednesday in Shaolin. 90 degrees, a lot of rain. You really don't know what to expect in Staten Island, so you got to just be ready for anything. So shout out to all my people out there making the most of what they got, making something out of nothing, all my people making moves instead of excuses, all the people out there whose desire is stronger than their doubt. I see you. I see you. September was a lot of fun, a lot of memories, had a couple of great episodes. It was definitely an amazing summer. Shout out to everyone who was involved with the summer. Speaking of summer, doesn't matter what season it is, this kid heats it up. He turns every stage up that I've seen. The stage was never quite the same after he was done. This kid's been around the, the globe and back again, but I'll let him tell you that story instead of me. So I got the one and only MiG-718 in the building. What up, my dude? What's up, man? It's MiG-718. We lit. It's type 88, Make a Park Radio. Just been doing our thing, just working, grinding. Welcome, bro. So, uh, I've seen you rock quite a couple of stages, or a couple of dozen stages in the last few months. Maybe if we could bring it back to, like, before the stages, before the 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 Movado video, and before the, the EP, and, and touring the country. Maybe we could talk about, like, how you even, like, when you first heard hip-hop. Could you bring it back for us? Hey, man, I know for a fact I was listening to hip-hop when I was still in my mom's stomach, and that's a fact. My pops, he used to be real, like, he's always been real heavy into hip-hop, always constantly, you know, trying to teach me culture my entire life, just trying to teach me the culture of the stuff that I would be enjoying. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He always gave me something to look forward to, you know what I mean, when it came to the music. I was listening to Eminem and DMX and Big L and Tribe Called Quest and, you know, just crazy legends, you know what I mean? People that are really part of, like, the, the beginning of the culture for this shit. And it's like, overall, like, when it came to listening to music, everything was just a big learning experience for me. And I never knew until now, you know what I mean? I was always learning all of my shit through the music. And I never realized that the music was like what I had to be doing. It's what I had to be doing. Cause this is uh, like, I fell in love with it. It's not a normal, it's not a hobby. Like this is my life. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And it's with the whole idea of me having seven, eight different MP3 players going throughout the week when I was like eight, when MP3 players were just now popping, mm -hmm. you could buy them at a CVS for like 15 bucks. I used to just, I'm gonna be real with you. I used to just swipe them throw mad legal music on it and I would just listen to different genres every day. I was mm. constantly listening to music because I didn't feel right without listening to music. If I was walking to school, I don't care if it was a 30 second walk, I had to throw my headphones in and I had to be listening as long as I could. I used to be listening in school. I never really gave a fuck what the teachers had to tell me when it came to that because music has always been something that felt good for me. Right. And growing up and then going into, I was in chorus when I was in fifth grade and I thought that was that was cool and all. That was like my my music debut, but like it was cover songs. You know what I mean? Like 
great experience. I'm grateful for the experience, but that wasn't anything compared to what I'm doing now. Just like the fact that I went from that into dancing and dancing, what are you doing? You have to listen to music 24 seven. You have to be the music. So it's like I was kind of feeling my way out to try to figure out what I wanted to do with myself. And I figured the amount of music that I, I hear getting put out and the amount of music that I felt like people weren't putting their all into was making me so angry that mm. like I had I was like, yo, there's too many people that are whack mm. that can't do this rap shit, that can't do this music shit. They have a good producer behind them, but they have nothing to, to offer. I have a lot to offer and I knew that from the jump before I ever recorded it. I I know I have a lot to offer because I'm bred from the music. I never felt comfortable without it. So it's like, it's something that I was kind of, you know how people say they're born in the darkness? I was born in the music. You know what I mean? That's I right. was constantly around it, always wanted to be around it, and there's nothing better to me than being successful in something that you enjoy. So why not be successful in this music? I think that's a great point because I think we could all truly define our own success. So what does success really mean to you? Because I... I think especially in the early stages of people's career, I think it, it's one thing, and then I think as time goes on, it's another thing, and I think even before we even start pursuing it as a real job, it's another thing. So, like, what's it even mean to you? See, that's the crazy thing. For me, it's it's been the same thing, and I don't think it'll ever change. For me, it's always been I want to entertain the world. That's plain and simple that's what I want to do in my life I want to put a big enough stamp on history that I was entertaining the entire world you know what I mean I want everybody to know who I am I want everybody to know that if you come to one of my shows it's going to be one of the best shows that you've seen I want people to to enjoy and feel all the emotions that you feel when you're listening to music because I listen to DMX when I'm when I'm riled up or if somebody's talking crazy mm. and I want to fight you know what I mean but I listen to Bryson Tiller and I listen to Mary J. Blige if I'm just chilling. I'm on my solo and I'm just, I'm in my bag. You know what I mean? I want to be able to do that for everybody. Mm, I want to give you. them an escape. I want to be their escape. And that's just, in general, I want to just be a household name for everybody. That's awesome, my dude. Could you remember that first, like, album that was significant to you? Do you remember, like... Enter did the you, 36. Did you, enter the 36. Enter the 36, for sure. Crazy. That's, that's was that on, like, a disc, or did you get the MP3? No, nah, I def I had CDs. Yeah, At the yeah. time, when I first listened to Enter the 36, it was on a Walkman, on a CD Where? Walkman. Because everybody hears me say Walkman and think I'm talking about cassettes. It's like, I'm, I'm too young for that. But on CDs, I had hundreds, hundreds of different artists, hundreds of different albums, different genres. We had anything from soca to dance hall to, to heavy metal to techno and deep house, like Word. everything. It, it didn't matter who it was. If it's good music, it was in my house. So I had all of the cards chilling for me right there. I always had good ass music ready for me to listen to. And I just never took the, the, the time to procrastinate on listening to all of it. I made sure that I was listening to it. Yeah, it's cool because your pops, he's really into hip-hop too. So I think when I grew up, my dad was really into jazz and classical music. So hip-hop was, I was I'm pretty sure I was the first person to bring hip-hop into the Noodle household. So you 
you said you literally grew up hearing hip hop. It was it was a struggle for me to even. I remember I had to. I really wanted the you know that song. Can nobody take my pride? Can nobody hold me down? So I wanted that single, and I remember I, I went to Coconuts in New Jersey, and I literally had to like beg my mom to get that single because she was like, David. It has explicit lyrics on the front cover. I know the, I know that it's not something you should be hearing at this age. So like, I had to literally. I remember I had to fight for that. I remember I had to fight to to play Mortal Kombat when I was like ten, because I was the firstborn. So I was very protected by my mom, who was who was very cautious and very protective. And you know, I'm grateful she was that way. But um, it's it's interesting how we all grow up with hip hop differently. I kind of had to like, yeah, I had to really to, like knock the door down yeah, yeah. to get it. And it, it and it was like I was kind of born behind it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And it that's, but that's also why like, it impacts me different than I feel like it impacts other people, because it's not something that I ever had to adapt to. I was always in it. You know what I mean? It's something like even before any musical anything came out of me I was always in it I was always a part of it mm. and I was always a part of it before my time because I was listening to people 10 15 years prior you know what I mean like I, I was born in 99 so me listening to some me listening to Curtis Blow and me listening to Eric B and Rakim people are mad confused they're thinking all I know is Lil Wayne and Eminem and that's it, and that's all, like, I don't have any knowledge of the past, but that's why Enter the 36 was such a big deal for me, that's why when I hear, so, there's way too many good rappers from pre-2000, I'm gonna be real with you, the Cannabis, there's DMX, you got Jungle Boys, Busta, obviously, Tribe, there's so many good people, Big L, Pac, got UGK, there's so many fucking just good artists. KRS-One, there's way too many good artists for for you not like. And I feel like being in this industry, being involved with hip hop in general, especially as a rapper, if you don't know your history about rap culture, you're not part of the culture. In my personal opinion, you you gotta do your homework to be involved with anything. You can't just go and cut somebody open and call yourself a doctor. You gotta spend time for it. Exactly. I feel like I've been spending the last 20 years of my life doing that studying mm. hasn't been in traditional school but i've been working i've been studying this my whole life by accident that's just how i feel dope. you know what i mean that's really dope man it's uh it's quite a blessing to grow up with it especially having um family that you know that put you on to stuff i, I was blessed to have a younger brother when i was l growing up and he got to hear new stuff, and I would make him tapes, and then he grew up. He was really big into Now he's putting me onto stuff. So it, it's cool, the, the circle of things. And um, that's really dope, man. So so what what came first? Was it the dancing? Was it the hip? Was it the rapping? Where Technically, dancing came before rapping. Okay. Mainly because, one, I didn't feel like that was my lane at the time. Like I was for real dancing. Like I, that was my profession for four years. Like I was making bread doing that. I was making money doing my dancing shit. So I was there at the casting calls. I was there at all of these, these auditions and all of these different things outside of my actual job. And I was constantly trying to grind that. I thought that that's what I was gonna do 
until like I kind of had like that little mental breakdown where you got to figure out because I'm 17 at the time just graduating high school I'm like yo what am I supposed to do with my life like casting calls aren't the funnest thing to do and mm-hmm. 90% of the time you're not getting them and I'm I'm a very big believer in making sure that my money is right everybody thinks because I'm constantly working that means I just want money I want to make sure that I'm comfortable so I don't have to sweat nothing else and I can worry about the shit that matters and with dancing I wasn't able to focus as much on going to classes and enjoying the dancing and I was too busy focusing on the competition of it and that's kind of what kind of pushed me away was the fact that it became not fun because people are just bad and it it didn't give me as much of a fire in my chest as rapping does making the music and performing that's what that's probably the best thing that you could you could do in my personal opinion because now you're you're entertaining visually you're entertaining audibly and you're like you're you're just giving them something to actually grasp onto dancing it's cool you're getting the visual but it didn't feel like it was the full package for me because i can dance while i'm on stage boom now you're chilling if i'm rapping and i decide to be on my chris breezy then you, you just, you got an extra little surprise. You know what I mean? It just depends on how I'm feeling in the night because I'm always dancing too. Word. That's awesome, man. I think, I think you hit a, a breaking point that a lot of things, I think a lot of people hit in their 30s where they're like, oh shoot, like what am I been doing? And then it's like, you kind of hit the, the fork in the road kind of, you know? And that's kind of cool that you hit it pretty early and you you were able to pivot quickly but yet you still kept the passion that you had or the thing that you know that fueled you for a really long time you didn't lose you didn't lose hold of it i you know i always say don't stop dreaming but i'm fully supportive of dreams changing and like following the new one you know and and i think knowing what's right for you and knowing you know, you feel it in your soul, and it's like, uh, I don't doesn't feel the same. You know, yeah, and and exactly. but then you you're conscious or like conscious enough to make that move, and then not. It's not like we're giving up on it. You know, I I always I always press that whenever I'm talking to someone about their dreams. It's not like you gave up on dancing, but you had to. You kind of use that to, exactly. Honestly. And it, I'm gonna be real with you. When it comes to anything, when it comes to entertainment overall, I feel like the only time that you can ever really lose out on something is if you quit. And it's like, I never quit dancing, you feel me? Who knows? My rapping could put me on a platform to where I decide to dance and now people are hitting me up because they want me to do choreography. You know what I mean? I could be whatever I want to be because as long as you build your platform, you can do whatever you want. Chris Brown is an actor, fashion designer, rapper, singer, model. If You can wear as many hats as you want, and I don't care how hot my head gets. I'm going to continue throwing them on. I don't care, and I'm going to make sure That's that they're all being utilized because I'm talented in multiple things. And it's, it's because of years, years of training, years of being involved in my passion. That's really awesome. I... I I think I I hear mixed things with the wearing many hats. People are often like, "Oh, don't spread uh, yourself too thin." Don't spread yourself too thin. It's about thin. spreading yourself the proper way. Realize your priorities. 
take control of those priorities and set it up to, to where you feel like it'll be realistically attained. Everybody wants to worry about, oh, I got to get this bag. I got to get this bag. I got to do this, this, and this. I can only, nah, I just started making songs three weeks ago, but I, I should get paid for my shows. No, the fuck you shouldn't. You, you have to work your ass off. There's a lot of things you got to do for free. There's a lot of things that you have to compromise your, your, your morals for sometimes. Where it's like, you might not feel okay with something, but it could be better in the long run. And you have to be aware of all of that stuff. And you have to be aware of the people that are around you and their motives and their intentions. There's no easy way to go through it. You just have to, basically you have to just make sure that you're on top of your shit, taking your priorities the way that they should be taken and keeping your head tunnel vision on what you want to do mainly. Worry about the big picture rather than worrying about all the short, short-term goals because the short-term goals don't matter in the long run. You want to get to the big goals that have everybody looking at you. That's why I'm glad I'm written up in Forbes because I did a bunch of free shows. I did mad free work, went to a bunch of places just to show support, and that managed to get me that spot. And it's not me being fake. It's me being legitimately wanting to involve myself because I want to be involved in it as much as possible. I want to be everywhere at the same time. The amount of times there's been four or five events in one night, and it's like 25 minutes here, 25 minutes there, 25 minutes there, spend an hour here, and it's like all before 1, 2 o'clock at night. It's simply for the fact that I want to be involved with everything, and I want to show the support since I know it's hard to come by. Support is free, but everybody treats it like it costs a million dollars. Real talk. And where did that even, where did that even value come from? Because I think it doesn't hit us till possibly a little bit later. So for you to kind of have that outlook on support seems pretty uh pretty woke. Hey, I'm <laughs> I'm with you. I'm I'm what I feel personally. I'm what I feel is a good friend. I don't like having associates. I don't like majority of people, but the people that I have around me and the people that I enjoy being around and the people that I enjoy what they're doing. Those aren't my associates. Those are my friends. And I treat everybody like a friend. I'm, I'm going to come and show support. I don't care if you have a, 10 followers on Instagram. You tell me you got a show and I know that I'm physically able to be there. I'm going to be there and I keep to my word. The problem is there are way too many people. Like even now, I got people that I've known for fucking 15 years that won't come to a show. But I know for a fact there's 25, 30 people from Jersey right now that will, that will come to, if I have a show tomorrow, they'll be there simply for the fact that the support is different in where you're from. And it's understandable because yeah, yeah. everybody knows you as what they knew, you, you know, before, but support is just, it doesn't cost nothing to support. It costs me nothing to repost somebody. It costs me nothing to post up, you know, somebody's SoundCloud link. I don't even care if it's good and I, and I enjoy it and I'm behind it. Yeah. I'm going to support it. Most people, they want to support from afar. They have an estranged support bullshit system going on. It's like, we'll support you when you're doing good. We'll pull up on you when you're doing good. But we won't support you when you don't have that many people at your shows like when I first started. When I first started, I didn't have nobody at my shows. But I performed like I was at MSG every single time because I want this. And I know if like I'm bigger than what is being put in front of me. That's what I, I always have to feel is like I'm a legend before I hit that legend status to everybody else. 
because if you don't think you're a legend before, how do you expect them to think you are after? Same way with loving yourself, same way with treating yourself the way that you should be treated and expecting other people to treat you the same. You have to, you have to carry yourself different. And I feel like it's just from seeing all of the, the bullshit that goes on just in normal life, it's like mixing with that for the music, it's just made it so much easier for me to just kind of cut the bullshit. I don't allow no stupid conversations. I don't allow anything that's not going to be beneficial for both sides. Everybody's too in it for the, it benefits me, even though it's taking advantage of the other. And I don't like that. Got it. That's real, man. Um, how I look at support, I've, I, you know, my, my first dream was really to make music and make an album and stuff like that. So I remember how it felt getting next to no support or getting just, you know, my mom, my dad, Paul Marth. Uh, the higher concept, and sometimes that was all the people we had at the show. So uh, I, I used the Gandhi quote, be the change that you wish to see in the world. So I tried to, to me, I always remember how it was when I started on that path. So everyone I, tr I meet on that path, I want to give them that, you know, that glisten of hope or that glisten of faith that that maybe they're trying to find. Because it's crazy if one person actually believes in you, like, and then you start believing in yourself. Like, now as you were saying, it's so powerful. And it could be just, but sometimes it may not start with you believing in yourself. It may be one person that's... That gives that, you that, that confidence, that's that like, courage. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I am all right. I am... It doesn't matter that I'm four foot. You know what I mean? I could still, I could still dunk. You know what I mean? And um, I think that's so important, man. So that's why I always say support people before they become famous. As you said, don't wait. You could wait till after, but... Then you're a fan. <laughs> exactly. Would you rather be a part or would you rather be on the outside looking in? That's just how I see it. I don't want to be I don't want to be known as just a fan to my homies that are making music. I want to be we're making music together we're collaborating now this is this is a, a a business friendship rather than just a a business relationship in general you know what i mean when it comes to any of the music shit if you're djing if you're rapping if you're writing it shouldn't be like the other person is a fan when you're when you're coming into contact with with, with these people i feel like you you need to really give a fuck about what you're doing yep. because the people that really give a fuck are the ones that happen to be my friends the people that really give a fuck are the people that come to my shows. And you could, you could see it. You could always see it. And it's like so many people are so worried about all of the, the, the he said, she said, and all of the other nonsense that goes on in this industry. And it's like, bruh, if you like somebody's music, go to their show. Yeah, they're not the Migos, but you're also not paying $350 for that ticket. Those are three people that you will, they're probably never going to know your name. Like, they Pretty don't much. care about you, but there are people that I care about. You know what I mean? There are people that any of the artists that are just starting out, so many people that they care about that won't come to their shows. There are so many people that have have given to, to the people that are supposed to be supporting that don't support. And there's there's too many false, false dreams as well where people are, uh, they're thinking that this is what they want when in all actuality, it's it's really just about the money or it's just about the fact that they want to be famous 
And it's like, why not be famous and doing something that you love? Do, doing something that you enjoy, not just, let me try rapping because everybody's getting big off of that. Because it's not how it works. It really isn't. It's mm. not a formula that you put into a, a laptop and then... Yeah, there's no algorithm for, <laughs> for making music. Unless you happen to, to be a part of that futuristic wave. Because they are trying to do that. That's real. People are trying to make AI that can create music. And they yeah. think that... It's, people it's are, mixing. There's it's a, there's a conversation going around where it's like, bruh, no, there's no robot in the world that can emulate what a human being can do creatively. And that's just my personal opinion. But people are really pushing for that. They're pushing for AI. So that now, now people don't have to get paid for their shows. Because it's a digital audio going on right now that's it you got a hologram singing to you you got you don't got to pay nothing for that and it's like i look at the bigger picture of everything and that's why i try my best to just keep to my lane and keep doing the things that i've been doing keep showing the support that i've been showing regardless of what i get like i'm headlining in atlanta i'm headlining in baltimore on saturday and atlanta the next week two shows I know damn well there are plenty of people that wish they were in that position but guess what when I get back from Atlanta those people that want to be in that position I'll still be at their shows I'll still be showing support I'll st I don't care like I don't care about if somebody has more clout or less clout than me whatever it's not a big deal yeah it's cool to be around people that have some fame to them or around people that have accolades but that doesn't make you anything. You know what I mean? I'd rather enjoy the whole experience of coming up in this music with other people as well. That's it. That's real, man. It's, I think the destination often confuses the journey because it's like we just see that, that thing on top of the mountain and then we forget climbing the mountain, falling down the mountain, going around the mountain realizing that's not the mountain the journey's the <laughs> best part that, that that's meeting simple. meeting the the coyote that you become a friend with as you're going up the mountain you know and it's like that's that's what it's all about um the polar bear that you find under the mountain when you're trying to find a shortcut and then you become really good friends and it's like but uh i think what i really what I see that's really awesome with you guys, you, you're you're enjoying the journey and you're supporting other people's journeys, and it's really um. It's really on some give shit, you know. Like it just con it's it's just giving, and I I'm all about that. Whenever I meet anyone, it's always it's never like, oh man, this guy has a million bucks because I know he has three businesses. What could I get from him? It's like no, what could I give, that person that could give them value, that could, you know, make their life a little bit better, that could See, take their shit to the next thing, level. Though, if you really think about it, sometimes it's, I, I feel like it's not even about that. Sometimes it's not about giving. Sometimes you have to know when to ask. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that don't ask for free resources. 90% of the time, in my, at least for me as a human being, if it costs me nothing but telling you something that's going to help you progress in any way, shape, or form, why keep that information from you? Why take that knowledge and hold it captive? Yeah. 
there's enough food on the table for everybody. $2.4 billion last year. Gone. Untraced. No one has any idea. All music that was supposed to go to artists. Music. Music is one of the biggest economic industries in the United States. End of story. It brings in so much revenue. It's ridiculous. But there's a lot of money that goes missing. That goes completely unaccounted for. And it's like, yeah, I'm young. And yeah, I'm ignorant and I do rowdy shit. But I, I'm, I never am the one to not ask for help when I need it. If I need, yo, do you think this, this, and this sounds all right? All that takes is a listen. That doesn't cost nothing, and people are scared to do that. And then people want to bitch and moan about how nobody's willing to help, nobody wants to support. The difference is you're not asking, asking for anything. Help. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a very flip-floppy fine line between it. That gray area is crazy, and a lot of people take it the wrong way either way. So it's like, I'm just trying my best to make sure that I'm doing everything in my power to give the knowledge that should be given and gain the knowledge that should be gained and not deal with annoying people that are constantly just trying to weigh you down because that's one of the biggest things. People will always make it easy for you to feel discouraged. Mm. Me personally, I just don't care. Yeah. I, I, I never cared because I know that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life and I believe in it enough to where it's like, there's no turning back for me. I am with the whole school and uh, the whole normal, let me get a union job. I can't do that. I can't work behind a desk, none of that. I need to be running around on stage with my shirt off, tweaking out, screaming at the top of my lungs and feeling like I'm going to die at the end of every show because that's where I feel the most comfortable. That's freaking awesome. I think that's a special moment when you could, you figure it out and then you're actually living it. And then it's like, could you really have a bad day? Well, you know, maybe you have a tough hour or so, but like when you're living with so much purpose, the bullshit just kind of like bounces off you kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, especially when trying to, trying to get to that purpose, you have to deal with a lot of bullshit. And if you can't deal with it, you're probably, most people quit. They stop. They, they, they stray away from what they thought their purpose was. I know what my purpose is. And I know what I want my purpose to be because, you know, everybody says, oh, you choose your destiny and all that. Besides the destiny in general, it's realism. Understanding that anything is attainable as long as you put in the work. Anybody can go to law school and become a lawyer, but you have to put in the work. Anybody can be a doctor. You have to learn. You have to gain the skills, gain the accolades, gain the knowledge. That's, that's it. I know that I'm going to be charting i know i'm gonna be worldwide i have to keep playing my game i have to keep getting my reps and i have to keep busting my ass to make sure that i get in as much work as physically possible to where i can be that legend i can be that household name because that's that's all i want it reminds me of when i was younger i was watching um a lot of basketball um 96 i'm thinking and people would always talk about like Jordan and they talk about how like people weren't even up yet. They were sleeping. And he was he was practicing. You know, and I read the Kobe book, um, Mamba Mentality. Mm-hmm. And it just kinda like he would spend hours and hours and hours watching tape 
of each team before and after. And he would be the first one on the court and the last one to leave the court. And, bro, he would get hurt. Bro, they would literally fly these, like, ridiculous trainers. Bro, he had, like, the most crazy trainer that was able to just cork things back into play because he was so consistent with, like, needing to, to play. And, and like, learning That's the, the Kobe game. of trainers. Yeah. He probably spends unnecessary hours unnecessary to everybody else but very necessary to him that's why he's popping kobe's finger back into place everybody everybody has their niche everybody has their skill that they can turn into what they do for the rest of their lives it's just hard to find it i just had a little bit of a clearer view because i went and failed at a bunch of things well not even failed just grew out and realized that it's not exactly what i want you know what I mean? I want to take control. And it's like, that's what everybody got to do. Just take control. Take control of your life. Take control of what you're doing. What do you tell a kid that grows up maybe in maybe a tough neighborhood? A kid that maybe has sold the idea that they don't have to work that hard. And, you know, the check will still come. Or, you know what I mean? Like... What would you tell a kid like that? Because I feel like certain mentalities are based on maybe the influence that we have, you know, and we, we've both been blessed with really good pops. Facts. You know, what would you Facts. tell a kid that maybe is missing out on the pops department that maybe feels it sticking close to, you know, maybe the neighborhood they grew up in and that's all there is? Like, what, what would you, what could you even tell someone like that? I mean, overall, it's like, bro, distract yourself. Keep yourself away from what you, because everybody, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad, you know what bad is. Everybody knows what bad is, even the bad. Like, bad people still know that they're doing bad. If you know that you're involved in a bad situation, or there's just negative energy around you all the time, and you know it doesn't feel right, find a distraction. Figure out the things that you enjoy, and keep pushing for those things. If you're in school, stay in school because I didn't and I wish I did. You know what I mean? I graduated high school, but college wasn't for me. It might not be that way for everybody, but make sure you know what you want is all I can say is find out what you want. Distract yourself with solely that and you will be the best at that that you can be because I just stopped worrying about anything and just started fully worrying about music focusing on music and now I'm on Hot 97 and now I'm flying places. It's, it's, it's all a mindset. Yeah. Just grind, keep a good group of people around you. Keep a good group of people around you. Your homies aren't always the best people around you. That's another thing. There's a lot of, you have to pay attention to people's actions and characteristics. This is just life lessons, I feel. Because... Real talk. If you don't, if you don't, if you can't read a situation... If you can't read a person, how can you really know what's going on? I feel like just understanding that you are the important one in your life and being the main character to your movie is the most important part of it. It shouldn't feel like you're a support character or nothing. It should feel like you are the man or woman, either way, being correct and all. You should be the one person 
that's the star of your movie. You need to make yourself the star, feel like a star, act like a star, be a star. And that's how it works, I feel, because it's working for me. I'm just working with what I got. It's all the knowledge I got. I really like that because anytime I've gone through a hardship, what I always tried to do was just stay freaking busy doing things that, you know, that maybe I, I could have easily went down a, a downward spiral. I would be working out. I would, you know, I would try to spend time with family. I, I would extra. I would walk with my mom more. I would do things that would constantly be like filling my time with a purposeful minute. And before you know it, you're coming up with an idea. You you talk to this one, and they they talk about some random stuff, and it reminds you of something else, and you come up with something, and then it just sets you off. And um, I really like that to distract yourself, but from, you know, the BS yeah, or the to- or the toxic the shit. Exactly. Keep keep in mind when I say distract yourself, I don't mean distract yourself with stupid shit. I exactly. mean distract yourself with shit that matters. Distract yourself with shit that actually mean something if you're interested in music bro get logic get fruity loops get reason reasons free reaper free all of these things that you can do there are so many ways youtube is a free thing that we literally can use whenever we want don't matter where you're at you could go to the public library that's free go on google go on youtube like it don't matter there's an answer for anything it doesn't matter if you have nothing you can still do exactly what i'm saying because all of these options are free. I, I, I wasn't balling when I started making this music. I'm, I'm still not balling. But I'm doing better. And that's because I used all of the free resources I had. Distract yourself with shit that's going to actually help you. If you want to make robots, bro, be in the, the, the robotics lab in school. Who cares if people think you're weird for it? Because I, I know plenty of people that are insecure with the shit that they enjoy. Which is why they won't distract themselves doing it. Don't be insecure with the shit that you love. Be insecure with the shit that you know is just weird. Like, I know damn well there are plenty of people that are just scared to try. And it's like, you can't lose trying. Like, you, you can't lose anything starting from square one. Exactly. If you start from square one, you get knocked down, guess what? You're back at square one. You can't lose anything again. And you just keep rinsing and repeating. Rinse and repeat. Make sure you're really putting in work for what you want and I guarantee you it'll work out the way that it's supposed to I've seen it with everybody in my life that's successful I have the same thing in common with them we're focused on one thing and we're busting our ass to do that one thing and that's why we're successful Mm. that's why I'm going to continue to be successful and that's why anybody that's listening to this and actually wants to listen is for real like if you stick to that bro you're gonna be successful regardless you just got to put in the work and it doesn't, it's not finite. Like you can, it's going to take time. Like it's, it's been two years for me already. There are people that have been doing this 10, 15, 20 years sometimes. And it's like, they'll pop off at 39 years old. It's like, yeah. but they started when they were 14. Yeah. It took them 25 years, but they worked their ass off up until that point, And now they're where they want to be. That's fire, bro. But I try to do this every time I go to a class to talk to kids. I'll always be seating when I'll always be sitting down before they introduce me. And I'll always say, 
I'm here to tell you guys my story, but I never want you guys to forget that no matter how far you get, I always want you to like stay a student to the game. And I think what you were saying about, or student to whatever it is, or learn from anything, you know, you could be in the game 20 years, but we talk, we, I learned some new stuff. It doesn't matter the age or what we each do. We could each learn from someone. And I think if we keep that learning spirit alive, not like, oh, you know, I'm an OG. I'm good. Yeah, like, like oh, I can teach so you many new do. things are happening. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have that spirit, that learning spirit, too. And, um, See, that's what my manager is always saying. Loco always is telling me, like, yo, if you think you're an expert at something, quit. Because there's never a limit. You can always learn something. Like, yeah, I know a lot of rappers, I guarantee you, he could probably show me 15, 20 of them that I never heard of in my entire life. I know plenty of rappers that I know plenty of people don't know. There aren't many people that actually listen to Immortal Technique or listen to Necro, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. There aren't a lot of people that listen to, you know, two-door cinema club out in the UK, you know what I mean? I know a lot of different things. I know a lot of different music. And it's like, I'm never going to be an expert at it, regardless of the 20 years that I have in it now. I'm always going to be growing. I'm always going to be learning because there's no ceiling. If you act like there's a ceiling, you're going to hit your head and you're going to go right back down to where you started. That's just how I see it. Unless you know how to maintain. And maintaining isn't the wave. You want to constantly grow. Plateau is not the wave at all. Plateau is the worst physical thing to me is plateauing and staying there because if you get stuck like that there isn't you you give yourself no room to grow you give yourself no room to to learn exactly you feel comfortable i never want to be comfortable my goal is to be comfortable but i know i'll never reach that goal i'm well aware that i'll never reach that goal of being comfortable because i want to constantly learn i want to constantly grow you can't be comfortable if you're constantly growing i i just consider it growing pains that's it. Trust you got to deal with it. But you won't you won't get taller without them. Just like you won't get bigger without them. You won't get that you won't get the money without that. You won't get the fame without that. You won't get the fans without that. You need to bust your ass and constantly want to grow. Real talk, man. And I just think of Jay-Z, man. Of course, he's a very rare human. Fact. Um business skills like probably no other and street and business world but like if you just think of like the blueprint three bro like probably not everyone's favorite album but bro he had everyone on there early on you know like he, he was never on some like oh i'm gonna just have i'm just gonna kill it and i'm good he did those albums where it was just him just to prove it but then on that album, I feel like, you know, he had Cole, he had Drake, like he, f he knew the people that were leading the pack and he had, you know what I mean? And he was humble enough to, and you know, crafty enough, like that's a good business move to it's have. also a good ploy to make bread. Exactly. For everyone. Dope, but I also feel like Jay-Z has always been the type to give. Meek Mill's entire law, like team was paid for by Jay-Z. You know what I mean? There are plenty of times where there are people in bigger, you know, bigger, much bigger tax brackets that 
sometimes that like they legitimately are just good people. Yeah. I don't know. I know that today is definitely just a good day for me to rant. So I'm glad you you got you had me up here today because <laughs> there's there's just so much to talk about and there's so many questions people don't ask. So many questions people don't ask and there's way too much real shit to talk about. Yeah, it's Bro, cool. Talk. It's cool to talk about, you know, <laughs> the music. It's wonderful. There's just a lot of real life that goes into the music. There's a lot of real sacrifice. There's a lot of real mental stress. There's a lot of physical stress sometimes, bruh. There have been days where it's four or five days of getting maybe 30, 40 minutes of sleep, and I'm up, working, I'm ready. Interview at 6 a.m., got a show at, at 12, you know, I mean, like, it's all over the place. Like, I just, I, I feel like it's just stuff that nobody ever, like, talks about as much. That's why I'm glad I'm up here. <laughs> of course, bro. Yeah. I'm very big, like, over over the summer, I've, I've, I think I've realized it more than ever, like, emotional intelligence and also mental well-being those are like two things that are like the most important things besides you know like god my family my girl you know what i mean besides stuff like that just to myself and like me having those things for myself are so key and like i just love talking to people about like the why or or the how or like how how did we get here or where you know where are we going from here but why you know and um it's it's been an amazing conversation because even just talking about someone because i was literally hearing about kids earlier and i was just i was worried about them that i feel like because i there's these kids in this middle school they pretty much just push through like and they act up they they they're cutting class and they and the principal can't really fail them and me it 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 kind of made me a little stressed um worried about them cuz it's like if you kind of act a fool and don't show up and don't deliver but then still pass what kind of lesson does that teach you when you want to get a job or you want to rap or you want to make beats or you want to you, you want to be a video person makes you feel like oh i can't lose I'm you invincible. There are plenty of people like that. So I know so many people yeah. like that. Just me growing up alone, I know so many people that are my age. Oh, I didn't even have to try. High school was a breeze. And it's like, you did the same things that I did, which was cut and not worry about school because you were annoyed. But you managed to reap the benefits of it while I was trying to bust my ass at the end of the year trying to fix it. It's like, how are you getting 90s? It's always a different story. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I feel like it really just depends on the environment. It depends on the environment. It depends on the people. There are a lot of different factors, I feel like, that go into that. And that's with everything. Yeah. Somebody's just handing you shows as a rapper. Someone's just handing you shows, free shows, like boom, boom. And they're bringing you all of the, the artists. They're bringing you all of the fans. They're bringing you three, 400 people. You're never going to feel like you have to sell a ticket ever, ever. Because you feel like you... You're good. I, I never want to feel like that. That's real. Yeah, man. So it was nice to talk to you. Um, you know, from you know, I know your pops. He, you know, he's not a freaking billionaire, just throwing money around just to be, get you to do. You know, you're literally putting in the work, and like, 
the work ethic is crazy, bro. So I, it's really nice to really chop it up and really, uh, you know, go deep and, and into the whys of things and figure out, you know, what really makes you tick. And um, it's been really, it's been a dope, dope conversation for sure, man. And um, so, yeah, you definitely answered the question of anyone had a dream and they're trying to figure something out. What would you maybe say is the best advice that you've been given in your in your day <laughs> that maybe you could pass on to the crew at uh, Type 88? Simple as this. Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself when it comes to you. Of course, family, friends, you have to support, but... If you're not worried about yourself first, you can't worry about nobody else. You can't you can't be responsible for somebody without being responsible for yourself. You can't worry about other people's emotions when it comes to stuff that's your opinion. You can't you can't be worried about stuff that's going to be setting you back because you want to please other people. There are way too many people that do what they do to please others. Do everything to please yourself first, then worry about everybody else. Like I know I'm doing what I love. I know for a fact I'm doing what I love. So I can go and support. I can go and show all this love and do all, all it because I know I'm already doing what I love. Make sure you find what you love. Make sure you know what you're doing. And then give all the support, all the love that you need, but grind your shit for yourself first. Because that's something that I've had to stick by or I wouldn't have any of the shit that's going on and I wouldn't be anywhere near as grateful for all the things I got. That's real, my dude. So uh, I have a track loaded up from the Fearless EP that's available all over the, the world right now. But do you want me to play a particular track? Nah, hit him with Movado. No doubt, no doubt. I hit him with that in the, the early session. Let, let's, bring, let's bring it up. Let's it's bring been it going in. Off. So, uh, yo, where can people find you? And uh, any last shout outs? Y'all can find me at MIG718. M-I-G-S-718 on everything. Apple Music, Spotify, everything that you could think of, I'm on it. On Instagram, is at MIG718. My website is MIG718.com. I got two shows in Atlanta coming up, a show on ba in Baltimore on Saturday. I got a lot of new music that I'm just getting ready to drop. I got